you are cooking stirred up eggs in an omelet or scrambled eggs. They're the same type of egg. No. Welcome back to the Backyard Bonfire, your podcast for everything that we hope you wish it is. I am Frank. He is Andrew. And Andrew, if you'll allow me. Yes. I know we're here on the Backyard Bonfire. I would love to just dip my toes in a little Q-Busters realm for a second. Excellent. There are three things that I'm excited about. Well, two things that I'm excited about. One that uh, I just thought was funny. Movie things? TV things? Yes. Yes. For those that don't know. Yes. So Q-Busters is Andrew's other podcast he hosts with Ken. They talk all things movies, shows, streaming, anything on a screen. If you love it, go check it out. Yeah. Upload uh, every Saturday morning-ish. That's the best elevator pitch I've heard for it. Hey. (laughs) I mean, I'm the elevator guy, you know? (laughs) So first things I saw, this is something I just thought was funny. Okay. Is, have you seen the trailer for the new Kevin James movie called Home Team, where he plays NFL coach Sean Payton? No, what is this? So, you know how Sean Payton got um, suspended a few years ago? For the targeting stuff? I think so. Yeah. So Kevin James plays Sean Payton, gets suspended from the NFL, and goes to coach his son's high school team and turns them uh... into, like, beasts. <laughs> Okay. It's your typical, like, hey, my kid's team sucks. I'm going to turn them yeah. around deal. But he's literally playing Sean Payton from the NFL. But it has to be a comedy, right? Oh, it is. Yeah. But it's literally that, hey, oh, these kids what suck. What the Sean Payton You're off. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it is. So it doesn't look fantastic. I'm, Of course, I'm going to see it. I like Kevin James. But yeah. I just thought that was funny. That sounds fantastic. So trailer just dropped. Keep your eyes out. The thing I am very excited for, which I know you have to have seen this, Nicolas Cage is starring yes. in a new movie. We covered this on the episode that's coming out this weekend. Oh, perfect. <laughs> okay. I thought so. I thought you might. I can't wait, wait to see it. Nicolas, play, Nicolas Cage plays himself. Yeah. It's just a parody of his life. It's fantastic. Yeah. The trailer is per- amazing. The premise is he gets, like, kidnapped, and the dude forces him to, like, play out all his past roles or something. Yeah. I cannot wait for this movie. Yeah. They Nicolas could not... Cage is the nickelback of actors, right? People want to say they hate him, but you love him. No. I, love I don't know if I, you, you could say that. He's. Do you know what he is? Nicolas Cage is, like, Ryan Reynolds is Nicolas Cage, like, like the modern Nicolas Cage. People, we love Nicolas Cage, just, like... 10 years ago, 20 years ago. They bring the same energy. Yeah, okay, so you think it's just his latest things aren't, haven't been fantastic. Which, he's getting Oscar buzz for Pig. Yeah, which I've, I've been meaning to watch. I, I Yes, I am. And not to mention, he's going to be playing Dracula in some movie. That's going to be fun, too. I mean, what other what else has he been in recently besides um, National Treasure? Oh, he's been in quite a few things. Has he? Lately, yeah. They, they've been more on the, like, artsy side, but they've been, okay. they've been like, pig, you know? But I'm very excited for that. I just, I, I like Nicolas yeah. Cage, yeah. and I think that's great to, like, parody yeah. his life. You know, it's... Yeah. This is Nicolas Cage at his best, when he's being, like, this tongue-in-cheek, <laughs> funny... Yes. ...himself. And lastly, 
the first trailer dropped for How I Met Your Father, the How I Met Your Mother spinoff. Oh no! I did you watch it? I did watch it. What What did you think? Here's the thing: I absolutely love Hilary Duff, and she plays the Ted character of. Oh, How okay. That's okay. A, so Hilary that's Duff fun. is the leading role. Yeah, I, like I Hillary don't Duff. know. Um, I take that back. It's uh, Josh Peck plays one other character from okay. uh, Drake and Josh. Okay. I do not know any other people. Um. So I am excited for it. I loved How I Met Your Mother. I love Hillary Duff, so I I have high expectations. I don't know if I should. The trailer did not thrill me. And I don't know if that's because it takes place in currently, so it's like it it's yeah. It's, uh, it airs in January, so it releases next month. And it says, like, oh, life was different in 2022 or whatever. You know how it starts. It's her telling the yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so, I mean, I want to see it. I'm going to watch it. I'm very, very interested in it. I just hope it lives up to my expectations. I don't think it will. The trailer did not. Yeah, so it's, it's, they're literally just, like, making another How I Met Your Mother just with different people. And, like, Basically, different, yes. different, different yeah. like. Okay. Um, you see, I think, I think they would like they'll have success because of the association, but they'll also be like directly compared to, and they could probably could have had just as much fun making a show with, <clears throat> excuse me, with a different name. It probably wouldn't be as successful, you know. But then it wouldn't draw the comparisons. Yes. And that's that's me knowing nothing about it at all. Right. It was um. Very similar in the fact that they all hang out at a bar. Yeah. It seems uh, it seems to be extremely similar, which I will enjoy, but I don't know if that's just me wanting more How I Met Your Mother. Right. Which, I mean, like, it had good bits throughout the show, right? Like, oh, yeah. Rob, I loved How I Met Your Mother. You can't beat, like, Robin Sparkles. Right. Or, or like, any of, like, the Barney bits. Yeah, no, it, it should, that sh- this sounds like it'll be a fun time. Yes. I want to go back real quick mm-hmm. to your Kevin James okay. detour, football uh-huh. coaches. So, not going to spend a lot of time on this. Woke up this morning, I find out Urban Meyer got fired. Yes. Didn't make it a full season as an NFL coach. Mm-hmm. 15 weeks into the season, right? 13. No, was, okay. Yes, it was 15 weeks, 13 games or something like that. Yeah, yeah 15. It's week 15. Las Vegas freaking nailed it. They had the over-under at 14 and a half weeks. What? For Urban Meyer? Yeah, getting fired. I didn't even know that was... I can't believe they made that bet. Or made the, even had the odds on that. And they freaking nailed it. <laughs> so they went off weeks, not games, correct? Yeah, they went okay. weeks of the year. Because this is like wh- whoever's in Las Vegas needs to like be doing everything else because they clearly know exactly what is happening in the universe. That is insane. Like I like I know it's not, but like that more than anything is proof to me that like the whole NFL season is scripted. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's crazy. I didn't know they even had odds on it. You, I'm sure you can find a bookie somewhere. To I like, wonder what the anything. odds were. At like the beginning of the of the year, yeah, 
Yeah, before before the first controversial piece of news came out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, when was that 14 and a half weeks? Was it after, after the, the finger incident? It was, it was, it was after the <laughs> Tim Tebow <laughs> incident. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> There's so many. So I, I just had to get that in there because I was just so impressed by Las Vegas. Wow. They know what they're doing, man. It's no joke. Yeah, they are the best gamblers, clearly. Yes. Man. I just I just can't. <laughs> that's that's a whole other thing. But but yeah, woke up today, woke up to that crazy news. Yep. Then I looked out my window, and there was a tree in my yard that wasn't there the night before. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For those who do not know or follow national weather, the I think a lot of the Midwest, specifically yeah. up by us near Chicagoland. Had very significant win. I think we broke a record last night. If I heard correctly, we broke a record for like the maximum gust in December, something like that. Wow. So it was very significant. We didn't have the tornadoes that other areas had, obviously. Yeah, that they had to deal with. Um, But we had very significant wind. And driving home i could feel my car like getting blown to the side try driving a jeep wrangler man that thing's just a box yeah you're just asking to get flipped over in that thing. yes um but yeah woke up this morning i guess i should give this story from my mom's perspective because she was the first to see it it's dark outside it's like four in the morning gotta get up for work get in the car backing up you are oh she is this this is her, her this is her perspective. So but she's backing out of the driveway in her ish. car. In her car, backup camera's a little dim. Can't really see the road. That's weird. Keep backing up, man. The 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 road is getting more and more blocked out. And then, the, why is the backup camera beeping? What? All right, I gotta get out of the car. Something's clearly wrong. Two feet away from a tree that's just falling over across uh, the driveway. Well, she didn't hit it, right? No, because it was just so dark outside. Didn't see anything. That's great. And then, yeah, our neighbor's tree just fell into our yard. And so she, get, she gets out of the car. She wakes up my dad. He gets a bunch of uh, plywood out of the garage, sets it, like, on our grass because there's just enough room to drive in front of the tree onto the grass, onto the driveway, and get out. Okay. Onto the street, right? So, like, yeah. like she did that. She went on her way. And then this is about the time I'm waking up. I'm like, it is 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. It is way too early cutting grass. Dad. My dad's, like, trying to bust out a chainsaw to try to do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, so did he? A chainsaw wouldn't, wouldn't work. It wouldn't start. So what did you end up doing? Um, We talked to the, my mom talked to the neighbors before she left. And then <clears throat> she texted me. Uh, uh, they they were gonna take care of it. They oh. were gonna call people. So I I called you this morning because yeah. I'm like, hey Frank, uh, you're the you're you're my tree guy. What do <laughs> I do? Because I I got a tree problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> uh, and you said, oh, you just gotta call someone. They'll take care of it. Because if it's not a city tree, the city won't do anything about it. If, yeah. And if there's no emergency, no need to call fire department. Whatever. Right. Yeah. It's not like it knocked down yeah. wires or anything. Yeah. There's no wires. There's no damage besides you know the tree just fell it didn't even fall like open yards which is you know if a tree's gonna fall ideal conditions for a tree falling (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, it looks like it. I'm looking at the picture you sent. Yeah. Um, Pretty crazy. So I did the same thing as my mom. I drove and I left my dad at home to like just monitor the situation. Best of luck to him. I'm on my home from work. I, I called my dad as, you know, my first 15 minute break at work. And he's like, oh, they like uh, they cut a path just wide enough so he could drive by it if we have to. And then later in the day, they, they got someone to like move the tree, pick it up. So in the picture I sent you, the tree is completely over and the roots are sitting up on the side, like yep, mm-hmm. all in all in one. Very, piece. very typical spruce. Yes. Yeah. Seen it a million times. Yeah. Yeah. So why why does that happen, Frank? Is it just because the tree's old and we or the ground? No, is weak? no. The uh, spruce trees have a very like shallow root system. Yeah. It's just they're very they don't have like deep roots. Okay. So it's just very common that very strong winds, you know, they don't lose. Obviously, they have the needles, so they yeah. don't like when the wind's blowing through trees with no leaves like they currently are. There's not typically not too much damage because it's thinner. There's yeah. nothing for the wind to grab. Yeah. So on spruce trees where they're thick year round because of the needles. Yeah. They tend to fall over like this. So it's like the sail on a boat. It just exactly. catches exactly. all the wind. Good okay. Job. Yeah. So, yeah, and then that just with the shallow roots, it just kind of goes. Okay, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I get home. uh, The top half of the trees in my neighbor's yard that was moved into their yard, like, out of our driveway. And then they they moved the trunk back into place. Like standing up? Yeah. So, I don't know. I will tell you, so I have the way you are, the the picture you sent me, okay, imagine this. Cut all the branches off. Yeah. You have like a totem pole, right? Yeah. You cut a little bit of weight off the top of that totem pole. Yeah. And it does this. Oh, the so roots. The roots just pull it right back into the hole. Oh, so that's probably. We were wondering why did they put it back up. That's probably what happened then. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I've done that a lot of times. You just as soon as you get enough weight off the top of it, it just the roots just ding and it just stands right back up. Oh, that's interesting. I'm, yeah, I'm, it's scary. It's happened pretty quick sometimes. Yeah, we we were discussing. We're like, man, it, it, that could just fall again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I uh, mean, yeah, there's nothing to pull it over, but yeah. Um. So so yeah. Uh, the the there was like bricks lining the outside of the tree. They put those back on top of it, I guess, to weigh it back down. <laughs> um. We'll, we'll I'll keep you monitored over the coming weeks. <laughs> but it was it was quite the start to my morning um so much so that i forgot to make my lunch so what i did is i threw a jar of peanut butter and some crackers in a lunchbox and a knife and i just made little peanut butter cracker sandwiches at work during my lunch so interesting you went with the crackers did you not have bread the only bread i could find was like a, a bun not like flat oh, okay yeah not like sliced Who bread that so I'm I'm not gonna put peanut butter on a, a bun of bread. You want sliced bread for your peanut butter sandwiches? So yeah, it was it was quite the exciting day. I do that all the time. Like instead of making a sandwich, yeah. I will literally just bring to work everything I need to make the sandwich. I think it's better that way, because <laughs> so like because the I, wet ingredients don't get the yeah. dry ingredients soggy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I have brought. Like, so when I do a sandwich, a lunch meat sandwich, I do, you know, all the meats. I do a salami, a turkey, a ham, some cheese. You know, yeah. I just make whatever I want. All the meats. So I just brought a full loaf of bread, 
Because yeah. who's, why am I going to grab two pieces of bread, right? Yeah, you might want to grab the loaf of bread. I grab the pound of meats. Each one is a pound. I grab them. Yeah. I grab the jar of mayonnaise, put it in the bag, <laughs> and I walk into work like that. Yeah, why not? Ain't no one and at home who's like, going to eat it. What are you doing? Are you bringing a full loaf of bread? First off, these guys at work with their cuckoo, oh my God, white bread. First off, shove that up your ass, right? <laughs> Secondly, it's not like I'm eating the whole loaf of bread this second, you know? Yeah, but you want the option. Oh, 100%. I, yeah. I eat at least yeah. two sandwiches. You, yeah, you never know. A tree could fall on your car. You could be stranded at work. You're going to want some extra bread to keep you going no. through the situation. I thought exactly. Yeah. So I always bring just everything I need to make. Like when I do, uh, I'll do like a tuna salad sandwich. I just bring the tuna and I bring the mayo and I mix it up there. Yeah. Why and not? It, yeah, it's fresh. If, if it was acceptable to bring, like, a George Foreman grill, I would, like, make a steak for lunch. Hey, there are some places that have, like, lunchrooms or break rooms or whatever with, like, full ovens, dude. And people can, like, work stovetop and cook a meal. Could you imagine? I got yeah. some shitty microwave that hasn't been cleaned in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. That thing's got more black on the inside than on the outside. Than on the outside. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> But I nuke my food in it every day almost. You, you you never considered wiping it down with a paper towel or? I'm afraid cleaning it will just do more harm. It will unleash some disease that hasn't been seen since the 1300s, you know? So yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for it. It, it could just stay yeah. there. But it hasn't crapped out on you either. Have you considered, you know, maybe it accidentally breaks and you have to get a new one? I have Quote, considered unquote. that... I haven't considered the the considered the quote unquote accident part. Um, <laughs> I've just considered, hey, we might need a new one. But to me, so like we have one in our break room, and then there's other ones in like the real break room. But like we take breaks somewhere else. Sure. So my my assumption is, if it ever took a crap, they would just say, use why, the other one. Why did you have it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the problem, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. So it is what it is. It's a disgusting. I mean, <laughs> it's like the more I think, I think it was recently cleaned by somebody. But if it was, it got dirty again real, real quick. I, I feel like with like pots and pans and microwaves and ovens and certain things, there's a point of no return where like you can like try to make an effort to keep it clean, but like after some point, something gets burned in, and it's like, well, there's no going back now. Yes, yes. Like, no no matter how much effort you put in, it's, it, right. ain't, it ain't changing. And I know, like, we recently cleaned our mini fridge. So we have a mini fridge and the microwave. The mini fridge is clean. We're good on that. It's the microwave that... And then I'm like, oh, well, you know what I do? I just cover up my food every time. Yeah. I, I, I cover almost everything with a towel that I put in there. Sure. Because I know... Whatever's on the top of that microwave, <laughs> when it warms up, it ain't staying up there, right? There's something that's falling off of it. I mean, it is yeah, absolutely sure. disgusting to think about. Yeah. I and mean, you I'm eat from it every day. Yeah, almost. Man, that's fun to think about. That's why you got to <laughs> go with, that's why the turkey sandwiches you make yourself are probably the better bet, because oh, yeah. nothing in the microwave then. No. 
Yeah. yeah, and like I said, most things I put in there I cover up because I ain't taking the chance. Plus, that's how that's how it gets dirty in the first place is uncovered stuff because you get a little pop of that chili and it goes all over. Yeah. But man, chili's so good. You see, I, I this is why I'm a fan of bringing a burrito for lunch, a frozen burrito. They take a little I've longer than microwave. Never had a frozen burrito. The only ones I've had, I've made myself. Oh, oh, that's right. You make them and then you freeze them. Yeah. Um, because you know, self-contained container already. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing sputtering out. You right. Know? And it's this easy form factor to hold. Only problem is the microwaves aren't always consistent. Doesn't always heat evenly. You gotta like, it takes multiple attempts to nail down each new microwave system. Okay. I feel like in school they gotta teach people how to use microwaves. Why? You know. Because every cooking class in school is like, oh, here's how to, you know, cook eggs on a stove. Here's how to, you know, whisk up some whipped cream. Most people are using a microwave at least half the time in the week, half the days of the week, at least. Right. Yeah, I would say I use a microwave every almost every single day of my life. Exactly. You know, maybe because like even if I'm making a meal at home. I usually just like like microwave my vegetables. Right. Now let me ask you this. How often do you use the power function to adjust the power of your microwave? Never. You see, you're not even using your microwave to its fullest potential and you use it every single day. I do think about that like when I read popcorn, I make popcorn a lot and when I read the popcorn and it's like pop on 100% and I was like, isn't it always on 100%? Like when are you turning it not on 100%? <laughs> yeah. I'm a big advocate for half power cook times all that but for what for 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 what instance would you increase the power the frozen burrito is the perfect example because on a high power the outside will burn your tongue and the inside will still be frozen on a low power it cooks more evenly throughout as more time Ah, for the middle to heat up okay the outside not burning now let me ask you this if you change the power for your burrito the next time you go to use the microwave is it still on that changed power no, mine goes straight to 100. Every single time without Every, you, until you change it? Yeah. Okay. All right. I can see that. I can dig that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, just learn about the power of your microwave, folks. It'll the change power. your life. Now, let me ask you this. Do you ever say, do you say the term nuke or microwave? It was a long time. I, I can remember the first time I heard the word nuke when because mm-hmm. I didn't understand. But I, w- I went in camping. reference to the microwave. Yeah, I didn't realize this was a phrase until I went camping with my friend in Wisconsin. His family has a cabin up there. They were kind enough to invite me. And they're like, oh, if whatever doesn't if we can't get the campfire going, we can just nuke our food. And I'm like, nuke your food like a bomb. I was like 10, 11 years old. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, it's. And they had to explain to me, no, nuking, you know, because. Microwaves get use radiation to heat your food. Nukes give off radiation. It's a whole thing. I'm like, oh, nuke. Uh, no, I still just say microwave food. How old are microwaves? At least the 60s. Yeah? I would have to say. Because there's the story of the first guy, like everyone knows, the first microwave, the guy accidentally microwaved the chocolate in his candy bar, and he's like, oh, we can turn this into a microwave. Nope, I do not know that story. He microwaved a candy bar? You don't know how uh, microwaves were invented? Uh, Apparently not. 
Um, so some guy, I don't know his name, uh, Percy Spencer, according to Wikipedia, he uh, had a candy bar. He was doing some science experiments in his backyard or whatever. I don't know how. Uh, with some electromagnetic radiation, and then he got too close to his pants pocket, and he probably gave himself testicular cancer, but he also melted the candy bar in his pocket. He's like, oh, these electromagnetic waves can be used to heat up food. Let's turn that into a product we can sell people. Oh, so he was doing something different, and then it heated up. It melted the chocolate in his pocket? Yeah. Ah, okay. the first countertop microwave was introduced in 1967. 1967. All right. Um, so when did we drop nukes? I don't know when wars 45. were. 45. <laughs> 1945. 1945 were the nukes? Isn't that World War I? That's two. World War I was 1915 to 1918. Oh, my goodness gracious. Talk about teaching things in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So the, they... All right, so I guess it's okay. I was going to say, were, were microwaves before, I guess there was no before the nukes then. No, they were they were very much after the nukes. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Wikipedia actually has an, a, a paragraph on their discovery, and it was radiation from a radar while he was working for Raytheon. So he was, tra- what? Raytheon? Is yeah. that a company or that's the radi- the, the waves? That's a, That's an aerospace company. Okay, so he was trying to do something with Radeon and said, oh, snap, my chocolate bar melted. Oh, hey, we can use this to make food? Yeah. Or to make food hot? Yeah. Ooh, man, this would be such a good final number we're talking about now. The first food he deliberately cooked. Ooh, let me guess, let me guess. So the first food that he deliberately cooked in a microwave? Yeah, like on purpose. With the radiation? Yeah. On purpose. Ooh, let me guess. Let me guess. I'm going to say. Oh, man. You're going to be really excited, I think. Is it popcorn? It is popcorn. Hey! <laughs> That's so weird that he would. Well, I guess they popped popcorn before microwaves. Yeah. Yeah, so That's like, so weird to think about. Like, like, he invented, he tested the perfect food for microwaves oh, the right. first time. I mean, the first microwaves are probably just called popcorn machines. You'd have to think, right? <laughs> the second Although I guess <laughs> there were probably popcorn machines before the microwave. Because popcorn machines don't use microwaves. They just use hot oil. So I'm yeah, sure yeah, popcorn yeah. machines were around first. Yeah. You, that, All right, so they, they were probably called better popcorn machines. <laughs> yeah, something like that. The second food he tried to cook was an egg which exploded. Ooh. Now, do you cook eggs in the microwave? Uh, No. So I did not know this was a thing that you could do until my dad started doing it because he was trying to cook eggs quickly. And he's like, yeah, I just put them in the microwave for a minute. And I was like, I'm learning. Okay. And yeah, that freaks me out. They're just fine. I mean, they're scrambled eggs. He scrambles them up and then just puts them in the microwave. Oh, so he scrambles it and then puts it in the microwave. Yeah, you're not putting a whole egg in there. Okay, because like if I want like a hard boiled egg, I can't microwave that. Well, I don't think you no, I don't think that can happen. <laughs> now, what would be interesting, though, is if you put a, an egg in water and then microwaved it. Would it hard boil the egg? Ah, uh, I see. You can get boiling water in a microwave. Yeah, but it's also that might just take longer than actually boiling an egg. <laughs> what is faster, boiling water over a stove or over or in a microwave? 
I got to go with on a. The These quanti- are the real questions. Yeah. <laughs> the quantity of water needed to boil an egg, which isn't a lot, I would prefer to heat on a stove or like in a kettle. Yeah, but in a stove, you would need more water because you have to fill the pot. I, I We got this like really small cup that can fit like two eggs in it. Mm-hmm. So it's like the perfect size for boiling eggs. I will say I suck at hard boiling eggs because I never know how to do it. I always oh. Google how to hard boil. Isn't this terrible? I have to Google how to hard boil. No, an egg that, you're fine. You're... I'm always worried about it being too long or like, when do you take it out? Do you let the water cool first or do you pull it out while it's still hot? Okay. Or do you do this or do you do that? You came to the right person, Frank, because I've been eating a lot of hard boiled, soft boiled eggs the past couple right. months. Okay, hit me. I, so I, I've been all into it. Six and a half minutes, six minutes, maybe even seven minutes is the perfect time so the water's already boiling you put your egg in for a soft oh okay so you don't put your eggs in until the water's boiling correct so a lot of people say you just put them in there and then bring the water to a boil they can i gotta we have an electric kettle so just so easy to boil water you know i i can what i do is i boil the water i get like the rest of my breakfast going because i like to eat soft boiled egg on rice so then i get the runny yolk in there i'll taste so good but yeah, six minutes, six and a half minutes, perfect time for a soft boiled egg. Add two, three minutes on, you, you're going to get a hard boiled egg. That's not going to be too much over. So like nine minutes? Yeah, eight, nine minutes. Eight, nine minutes, already boiling water. Okay, then once that minutes are, do you take the egg out right away? Or do you let the water uh, cool? What I do is I take my boiling pot, my boiling cup. I run it under cold water immediately right immediately and then i i crack the egg put it back in the cold water because the cold water gets in the cracks and it helps fill the space which makes which like helps separate the shell from the crack the egg yeah i crack the egg i put it back in the cold water and then it the water fills the gaps and it helps separate the shell from the egg and makes it easier to peel that's my thing i've always heard like you drop it in some vinegar or something like that because my problem is is you know there's like that layer of film between the shell and the egg yeah that is always stuck or the egg takes like i had to crack it a gazillion times to yeah. get it out putting the egg back in water once you crack it makes that part of it the film so much easier so crack the egg like significantly or just like a little bit i crack it a little and just like start to peel like like get a good like bit of like peel and then as soon as that i just put it back in and i might put it back in two or three times just because i'm me um and I'm still learning these things, but it, it has made the process relatively pleasant. And that way, if you're, you know, doing a hard-boiled egg, you ensure you're not going to overcook the egg because you've put it in cold water at this point already. Okay, so we're taking the egg out, cracking it a little bit, putting it in some cold water, taking it out and finishing that puppy up. Yeah. All right, now I know. because yeah, not, I, I would tell you nine minutes for your hard-boiled egg. If you want to be, if you want to be literally, I literally Google how to hard boil an egg every time I need to hard boil an egg. Every single time. Yeah. Well, I also recommend the softer boiled eggs, the medium boiled eggs. I don't like that stuff. Well, here's the thing. I don't eat yolks. Oh, you're not a yolk guy. I eat just egg white. Even on the hard boiled eggs, you won't do the yolk. Only on hard boiled eggs. I'll eat like scrambled eggs with the yolk. Yeah. You scramble up. Yeah. I will not eat a hard boiled yolk. 
That's funny. You won't eat a hard-boiled yolk. No. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I asked my mom to take out the hard-boiled yolks, too. So. Yeah. yeah. I don't do it. What I would do, I always eat it, because I love hard-boiled eggs. Yeah. Um, But I take it out, and I give the yolk to the dogs. Okay, okay. That was yeah. always my thing. Hey, dogs, I'm having eggs here. You each get a yolk. Yeah. If, if you like your eggs with rice, I highly recommend the softball that because the yolk mixes with the rice, then yeah. it's like primo stuff. I will say I'm getting a little used to it because I've been getting the McGriddles from McDonald's. Oh, and they got the scrambled eggs on there? Or the McMuffins. Well, they don't have the scrambled eggs. They got the uh, hard, the, they're not hard boiled, but they're fried they're, eggs. Fried eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not but like they're, mixed, they're like, right? Yeah, they're not runny fried eggs, you know, yeah. though. So they're yeah. hard fried. I don't know what they are, but they're fried. So I'm getting a little used yeah. to eating yolk, but I still do not enjoy the yolk. The you see the yolk is best when it's not when it's not overcooked, when it's not undercooked, when it's properly seasoned. Let me ask like, you this: This was an argument I was having with my family the other day. Scrambled eggs. Okay. Are they? Or let me ask you this: Is an omelet scrambled eggs? No. Why not? They they were scrambled. Uh, it's about technique. So okay, so define scrambled eggs. Um, scrambled eggs are when you try to make an omelet and screw up. Touche, <laughs> touche. But the Iowa's classified scrambled eggs as. The, like, scrambling of the eggs when you, you're mixing them all up. You're scrambling yes, okay. them together. Yeah. Not the actual scrambling of the cooked egg. So is an omelet not just unchopped up scrambled egg? I would say that's, yeah, I would say, yeah, scrambled eggs, like, you can, like, mi- like mix them. But, like, I've definitely had scrambled eggs where the yolk is still kind of distinct from the white because they were scrambled in the pan instead. Yeah, they were scrambled poorly. Or to to your liking, but the scramble in the definition of scrambled eggs is prior to the cooked, right? You see that I don't know. For me, I, it could apply. It would apply. You have to, at some point you have to scramble it in the pan. You can pre-scramble, but you also have to scramble in the pan for scrambled eggs. You don't have. And in for me. So is an omelet my, scrambled eggs? No, because you're not scrambling. So what is an omelet? What is an omelet kind of egg? It's an omelet. No, an omelet is not a type of egg. It's a meal. Well, you can have a plain... How is the egg cooked in an omelet? I don't... I mean... <laughs> Here's the, this, is my, this is my thinking, because to me, the definition of scrambled eggs was the scrambling, like you crack your egg in a bowl, you scramble it up, and then okay. you put it in the pot. Whether yeah. or not you fold in some stuff and it, leave it solid... Or yeah. if you scramble it, yeah. to me, it's still a scrambled egg. You see, I, I don't know how to define it, because I guess you could say it's fried, but it's not really fried. It's almost like steamed in oil. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like an omelet is like very gently cooked, you know, like. Like, that's the thing. It's, it's hard to explain, but it ha- to me, it has a very distinct style of cooking an omelet. Well, yes, but that's what you just said. It was like scrambled eggs are just the screwed up version of when you screw up your omelet. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a joke. So I, <laughs> it, no, but it makes it right because when I scramble eggs, I cook it completely through and then I just chop it up. 
Yeah, you see, I think that's you, you see, I, I I would I would agree with you, but I think if you want to get like technical about it, that's just a botched omelet more more so than scrambled eggs. I think scrambled eggs like there there's like some kind of scrambling going on while you're cooking scrambled eggs. So the scrambled eggs is the scrambled is the end product. So what kind of egg is an omelet? Because you, you can't have an omelet. Well, yeah, like you can, you can have an omelet with like an over easy, can't you? Well, like people, like some people, like really, like a French omelet's much silkier, much like wetter, and like some people like a firmer omelet, like a diner style omelet's gonna be a little more overcooked. Yes, but like, can you make just like a regular, if if you just make a regular over easy egg? Okay. Can that be an omelet? No, that's an over easy egg. With like peppers and ham and shit. Yeah, that just an over easy egg with mixed with peppers and ham and shit. Okay, so scrambled eggs with peppers and ham and shit is an omelet. No, it's just scrambled eggs with pepper. Because here's the thing: next you're gonna ask me what about an omelet with peppers? No, that's an omelet that's also mixed with scrambled peppers and meats and what. So you're saying an omelet is just unscrambled scrambled egg? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes I am. This is this was the argument. I was like, no, I it dep- I mean, I guess it depends on how you define it. But then an omelet is the same, quote unquote, type of egg as a scrambled egg. I mean, all eggs are the same type of egg. No, but like, you know, the type of cooked egg. Because you got like you're over easy, you're over medium, you're an uh, an omelet is an unscrambled egg. It's an unstirred egg. Unstirred? Yeah, you you like you like mix it and you whisk it pre-pan, but once it's in the pan, you don't continue to stir the egg. When you scramble an egg, you're continuing to stir them in the pan. Okay. That's the difference between a scrambled egg and an omelet. So, but how is that egg cooked? <laughs> like, what is the definition of that cooked egg? Omelet. It is cooked omelet. Omelet is the end result. That's what it's called. An omelet is a type of the way to cook an egg. Yes. And scrambled egg is the exact yeah. same thing, just cut up omelet. So every time you take a bite of an omelet, you're just eating a scrambled omelet, a scrambled egg. No. Because, <laughs> I mean, yes and no. <laughs> These are the, the heavy hitting I th- questions. I, I think there's a textural difference that you are missing here. See, I don't think there is because to me, all right, how you make an omelet, right? You stir up the egg, yeah, in your pot, in your pan, or I'm sorry, in the bowl prior the bowl. to cooking. You yeah. stir it up, whisk it up, blah blah blah. Yeah. You add some pepper and onion and shit. Mm-hmm. Put it in the pan. Yeah. You let it cook. You flip it over. You let it cook. You're done, right? Yeah. Me scrambling eggs. Put them in the bowl. Mix, 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 mix. Put in whatever I want. Put it in the pan. Let it cook. Flip it over. Let it cook. Chop it up. Yeah. I just chopped up an omelet and made scrambled eggs. Uh, sure. So they're the same no, cooked egg. Because omelets have to be smooth. Once you chop it up, it's no longer an omelet. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying they're the exact same thing. <laughs> uh, we, we, we got close. I feel like at, at some points we agreed, but we also can't not disagree. That's where we're at on this, I think. So your official opinion is an omelet is not scrambled eggs. 
I would say, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a different style. Like, poached and over easy are very close, right? But they're not the same. That's what I meant. So is an omelet, see, I, I didn't understand. So is an omelet a type of cooked egg? Yeah. And a scrambled egg yeah. is also a type yeah. of cooked egg. You go egg. to a diner, you can get a scrambled egg or you can get an omelet. I understand, but to me, they're the exact same thing. You go to a fancy restaurant, you can get a scrambled egg, and you can get an omelet, and you're going to get two very different things. I guess. I mean, I get it. I'm just saying. It's weird. Yeah. Who's that one fr- That one chef? Not French. Wolfgang Puck. His, like, his, like, baseline for determining if you're a good chef is how you cook an omelet. Because if it becomes scrambled eggs, he's judging you different. And I would just say here, it's a chopped up omelet. And then he wouldn't get hired by him in his restaurant. I have looked up, like, there's ways, to, like, the best scrambled eggs you should cook is you cook them on low heat and cook them super slowly. Like, that's the best way to cook eggs. Yeah. But I just am too much of a hurry. I just crank that shit up, let it cook, and so I can eat it. And you can't do that with an omelet, because the best omelets, you roll them up, right? So then you got, like, layers of omelet in every bite. No. <laughs> An omelet is just scrambled eggs to me. Mm, like, like I get where you're coming from. You're just wrong. <laughs> I'm not though. It's the same. I mean, I get I, to me an omelet is like a prepared scrambled eggs. No, you, no, because the cooking process is different. Do you know what it's it is? Not though. It isn't. It is. Do you? Because do you know what it is? It's. Let me think of a good example here. It's like um, you stirred up your eggs in a bowl and put them in a pan to cook. There is no difference except for the fact that you're cutting up the scrambled eggs. You are cooking stirred up eggs in an omelet or scrambled eggs. They're the same type of egg. No, it's like. um, Ah. Do you know what it's like? Okay, let's say you bake a cake. Yeah. You're in the, you pour the batter into your cake pan, and then you want a nice layer of chocolate along the top of the cake. Okay. Right? And then you say, that that's your omelet, right? But you start mixing that chocolate into the rest of the batter, you scrambled it. It's scrambled eggs while you're cooking it. It's, so what is the cake? <laughs> the cake is the omelet, the egg. But because you see, it's a bad example because you leave the cake alone when you're cooking it. I see that now. <laughs> it's different. It, I, it's it's I, it's a different technique, you know. Agree to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> to me, yeah, to me, yeah. I mean, if I asked you to cook me scrambled eggs versus an omelet with the exact same ingredients, you telling me you would cook them differently? Uh, besides the point of breaking up the cooked eggs. I would try to, yes. <laughs> yeah, on purpose. Wrap it up. We're not getting past the egg. Of the, yeah, I wish I had a good it. egg bun, but I don't. So yeah. let's wrap it up. This is exactly what we need to do. The show's over now. But don't lose your tempers. Here's one more thought. It's the final embers. Um, time for the final number, Frank. And I... Uh, 
you know, with with the natural elements that are affecting my life recently, got me thinking about this joke that's a classic from the internet. It's been around forever, but I can't not tell it. Um, so there's this rabbit. He's going about his business in the woods, and he decides, oh, ate one too many eggs for breakfast, gotta take a poop. So, so the rabbit goes and he begins to poop. And then out of the woods comes a bear. All right, Frank, you ready for this? Okay. So wait, is it, but when you say he's doing his business, does that mean he's like pooping or he's just yeah, doing he, his? He, he's pooping. He's pooping. Okay. All right. A bear walks right up to him, right next to him, and he starts pooping too. And the rabbit's terrified. He's like, "Oh, thank God, this bear didn't eat me." And the bear looks at him and he goes, "Hey, do you ever have problems with poop sticking to your fur?" And the rabbit goes, "No, never." And the bear goes, oh, thank goodness. And he uses the rabbit to wipe his butt. That's, <laughs> that is the stupidest thing in the world. Not, I mean, terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> oh, man. That's my joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can have it. I've never, I have never heard that before, so I give you yeah. credit. Yeah, thanks. That was I'm, good. Yeah, I heard it for the first time, and I can't not share it. So, hey, that's how I feel about every single one that I've I've said. So, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody, and remember, there's always room for one more at the backyard bonfire. Mm-hmm.